0: Hey, everyone. Today, Jesse and I are answering a question that we saw someone ask on social media and we really got excited over. And it was when you started in business, what was the scariest thing you did that made the most difference for your
1: business? Balancing building a successful business and being a superstar mom is hard. And yet, in today's digital world, it's more common than ever.
0: The question becomes, how do we successfully grow a business and children at the same time?
1: Join us for a candid conversation as we share our experiences and insights into marketing and motherhood. I'm Jessie Valle. And
0: I'm Angela Reeder. Welcome to the Marketing Moms Podcast. Jessie and I have actually spent a couple minutes trying to talk about what we thought was the scariest thing we did because having been in business for a while we've done a lot of things that seemed really scary at the time and made a big impact and also things that made a big impact but looking back it's easy to be like well that wasn't as scary as I thought it was so maybe that's not the scariest.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That's kind of where I'm coming from. In my head I was thinking of something that now looking back is not that scary. But in the Mm -hmm. beginning, it felt very scary. So who wants to go first? (laughs) Um, I will let you go first. (laughs) Give you a couple more minutes to think of your answer. Yeah. Give me a minute. (laughs) Just so you guys know. And okay, side tangent real quick. So I know that there are some podcasters out there who spend hours upon hours thinking of what they're going to say, they write it out, some even script it out and they read it. Angela and I aren't like that. No. (laughs) We're on the fly type people. Now, don't get us wrong, we definitely think about the topics that we want to talk about with you guys, but it feels more realistic to have the conversation on the fly, Yes, and you know what? If you guys don't like that, I mean, you wouldn't be listening to this podcast for one. So, just bear with us because we are legit having these conversations with you guys because we're having these conversations with each other. Yeah. Right? Welcome to the chaos. Welcome to the chaos. Oh, that's a good tagline. Can you? <laughs> you gotta make an Instagram post with that on it. I will definitely make an Instagram post with that. <laughs> but it's got to be for, it's got to be a promo for our podcast. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I love it. Okay, so for me, I was thinking back, and I think an easy answer would be, "Oh, it was really hard when I quit my job" or something like right. that. But I'm going to talk about specifically something that was very very scary at the time but did make a huge impact in my business and that was raising my prices Mm -hmm. and I think that a lot of people they even the first contract is very very scary like am I gonna get my first client am I gonna get my first client and then after you do it you're like uh I wonder if they would have paid more yes (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> because uh, the truth is, is that as a newbie, a lot of times we start our pricing low to one, signify that we're newbies and mm-hmm. and two, to kind of test the waters to see what people will pay for our services. Yeah, You just got to have confidence in yourself. Like if you go out there with confidence and say, you know. I charge $40 an hour if you are a freelancer. Who are they to say no? If that seems like a deal to them because of the skill or the result you're offering, then who cares if you're a newbie? A a newbie at freelancing, it doesn't mean that you're a newbie at your skill. Right. I mean, I think back to... When I first started, I had all that teaching experience. I have a master's degree, in fact, in online education. I know how to teach people online. So why would I charge low prices to help someone with their online course? When I've had, like, I have all the chops. Just because I'm new to charging others to help them do it doesn't mean that, you know, I needed to start. Now, I'm not telling you to go out there and charge, I've been doing this for 10 years' prices. Right. Because there is a line. There is a line where these are people who are kind of newbies and these are people who are a lot further along in their business. Yeah. But I guess what I'm saying is don't shortchange yourself just because you're new and you're scared. Yeah. I remember – um jumping from twenty-five dollars an hour to thirty dollars an hour and it felt terrifying like yeah who's who's gonna I, I you know ugh. but the reason is because you personally wouldn't pay those prices but remember yeah. you are not always your ideal client so you have to think about okay they are in business they are hiring a contractor, they're the ones getting the deal, right? They're not hiring an employee that they have to pay uh, half their taxes and benefits and make sure that they have to pay them every two weeks or whatever, or every month, like on a regular basis. They're hiring a contractor for a specific result. And that sometimes equals premium pricing. And remember, even if you charge $30 an hour, You're not taking home $30 an hour. We both know (laughs) that you're spending probably around 30% on taxes. Mm -hmm. And then you have to cover your own health insurance and uh, all these other benefits that maybe you would get if you were an employee. Yeah. So that's why when some people are like, oh, I make, you know, $12 an hour at the local fast food restaurant as a teenager okay, $30 an hour sounds outrageous, but the truth is, is that after you take all the business expenses off, it's not, it's not outrageous at all for a contractor. And that's another mindset thing you got to get out of is employee versus contractor. Angela and I actually did an episode on that a few weeks back. So if you're kind of hazy on the difference between a contractor and or a freelancer versus an employee, please go check out that episode. We we really dived in – dived in? Is dived? Or dove? Dove. We really, you dived. know, talked a lot about <laughs> – <laughs> uh, We, we, we oh. really talked a lot about uh, the difference between them, and I think it made a lot of sense, and, and you can get yeah. clarity on the difference. And the truth is, is we're not saying one's better than the other. I mean, for a lot of you business owners out there listening to this, you marketing moms, your business is your quote unquote side hustle. I don't like calling it that. Mm -hmm. Your side gig, it's your on the side thing. For Mm -hmm. a lot of you, maybe you are still an employee somewhere and you do this in the evenings and on the weekends. There's nothing wrong with being an employee. So, you know, just, I just wanna say that when you have your own business, be sure to understand the whole scope of it and don't get boxed in in your mind to what it was like previous and in your previous experiences of being an employee because being a freelancer is way different. And I know that we are like focusing here on freelancers, but the question was, what's the scariest business move we ever made? And we are both freelancers so we can only talk about our experiences
0: pricing is also like if you sell products like pricing can be a thing too and I remember I remember that being really scary I cannot for the life of me remember who it was that told me this and maybe I heard it like multiple places where they would say like start out where you're comfortable and then every client you get raise your price x number of percent until people start telling you no and like Mm -hmm. that's how you find your and like that sounds really good if you are someone who has been in the business for a while and you kind of know what the proper price range is mm-hmm. but if you're just starting out and you are building this business up then like my first reaction to that was always like i don't i don't want people to say no like i, right. I want those clients <laughs> i mean that's the so scariest thing right there Scary to send out a proposal and be like "Ooh, what if i was too high like, yeah. what if they say no? Because, and I could have had a client if I had just, you know, been a hundred dollars less or whatever. Like, that was a really big hurdle for me to get over. To, and I still struggle with that sometimes when I'm talking with clients and they ask, like, okay, you know, how much do you cost? Like, I still struggle with that. Like, ooh, this is how much I cost. Period. Like, I have to say, no, it. no, 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 I have no.
1: To stick to it. <laughs> you have to say. This is the investment. Yes. This
0: is the investment. <laughs> you don't investment. say
1: it costs this much. You say the <laughs> investment is this. Yeah. You um, can tell which one of us is the marketer. <laughs> <laughs> hey, both of us. Both of us are marketers. <laughs> but the that's that's a really great point. Like mm-hmm. as a newbie starting your business, it's really scary to think somebody might say no. Yep. But the truth is, if it were just $100, then maybe they would say that to you. Say, you know what? Our project only budgets for this amount. I know it's a little less. Would you still consider working with us? That's them still valuing your skills while saying, I just really can't afford you. Versus, Mm -hmm. well, you know, if you could cut that down like 20%, that's the penny pincher, and right. that's someone yeah, we, we talk talked about, about in the, in the nightmare <laughs> clients episode a couple weeks ago. So, yes. Um <laughs> No, 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 no. <laughs> because that person's not going to value your skills the whole way through. They're going to question you, which is going to make you question nope. yourself and you're going to jump off the deep end. So, no. Yeah. It's okay for people to say no because it also means when someone says yes, that they value your skills and they value what you're offering them. They value mm-hmm. the result. For people who, who penny pinch and say no, they were going to run you ragged no matter what because they yeah. were going to also be the just one more thing person, the scope creeper. Yep. So it, it's almost like if people don't want to pay – so that's the other thing is as a newbie – Again, you're not going premium pricing. You may not be too low, but a sweet spot. And if they still say no, then they were – that's a red flag that they weren't going to be a great client to begin with. And I know as a newbie, it's so hard to face that rejection because you're like, I really needed that contract. Yeah. Yeah. But we're here to tell you that when, just remember, when you say no to something, you're saying yes to opening up the opportunity to something else, something probably better. And Angela and I have, since we've been in business so many years, we've seen this happen so many times. When one door closes, another one opens practically immediately, and it's even better. And you're like, I am so glad I shut the door on that other red flag.
0: Yeah yeah, it, it can be really scary. And I do encourage you to take that jump, Um, whether it's pricing as a service provider or pricing on products. Um, if you have found yourself, especially if you're at the point where you're really frustrated about the work you're doing, that can be like a big indicator that it's time to raise your prices a little bit. Because if you don't feel like, the work you're doing is worth what you're getting paid, you're gonna start being resentful for it. And the same with products. If you don't feel like the work you put into making the product is worth what you're getting back for it, then you're gonna kind of start resenting that. And it makes being in business really hard.
1: Yeah. And and Angela's right, feelings of resentment, that's a key to you. It's a flag that it's time to raise your prices or it's time to consider going in a new direction in your business. Yep. Um I mean, yeah, for sure. And and even if you this is like life. <laughs> like yeah. that's a life advice. If you're feeling resentful towards something, it's time to make a change. Like if you are feeling resentful towards I don't know. The laundry. Yeah. Maybe it's time to make a change. Maybe it's, hey, I need a schedule. Maybe it's, hey, I need to ask the kids to start helping put away their own clothes. Hey, it's, you know, maybe I need to get everybody involved somehow. Yep. The feelings of resentment are, yeah, keys that no matter what in your life, you need to sit down and take stock of what's important to you and what kind of change you might be ready to make. Yep.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely.
1: If you're enjoying this candid chat, you can get early access, exclusive content, and more by supporting us on Patreon. Simply visit patreon.com forward slash marketingmoms. Now, back to the show. All right. So just to recap, I would say my scariest business move that made the biggest impact was just raising my prices just a little bit because they still said Yes. They valued my skills and I wasn't resentful because I got paid what I felt was a reasonable price and I was able to help pay the bills more.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: It made it more of a business because Angela and I have said, if you're not making a dollar, it's it's not a hobby. It's, it's not a business. business so, yeah. so that really helped. All right, Angela, your turn. Okay. What was... So- this this when you first started your business what was the scariest thing you did that made the most difference for your business
0: okay the scariest thing I did when I first started my business um is I made a conscious decision to not focus on content marketing and social media now I'm not saying those are bad they're there's like a huge market for that. And there are certain industries where that is essential. Like that's skipping. Those is not an option. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So I'm not saying those are bad, but I'm saying for me, I wasn't seeing the return for those, for the time I was putting into it. And I hated doing it. So Mm -hmm. a little bit like we were talking about with the red flag and the burnout, Mm -hmm. like I wasn't seeing, I wasn't getting clients that way. And I absolutely hated it. (laughs) I hated feeling like I had to put a blog post out every week or, you know, I had to share five times on all my social media channels. Like it really, really bothered me. And so I made a conscious decision to focus on where I did have clients coming in and to cultivate that particular avenue of clients. So So in like a general sense, I would say the scariest business move I made was to, not listen to what everybody said my business should look like and to Mm -hmm. make my business into something that worked for me
1: yeah that can be scary because if the you know quote-unquote experts are Mm -hmm. telling you you have to do this for your business and you're like no No. that's scary because you're like oh am I making a huge mistake by doing this yeah but yeah
0: and I I've seen a couple other people do it too, where they, you know, whatever industry standard they have that they're like, no, I'm not going to do that. And they're usually really successful about it because they're able to put their energy and enthusiasm into the thing that makes them excited about their business. And that shows. And that was one thing I was able to focus a lot more on making connections with clients. A lot of my clients come through referrals, Mm -hmm. so spending the time that I might have spent on Writing five blog posts a week or whatever and focusing on making my client journey a lot smoother and easier and cultivating those connections with people made a big difference in my business.
1: I like that a lot. Because you're right. If if you're doing something, I, I liked when you said the energy and enthusiasm will show.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yep. That is, that's a huge thing. And I still, I know content marketing isn't as big now as it was like when we first started our business. Um, But you know, I still get people that are like, I can't believe you don't post on social media very often, or you don't have any blog posts. Like, (laughs) no, I mean, I have a couple, but they're usually spontaneous ones that I like get really excited about a topic. And I write like a 3000 word blog post and just slap it up there. Yeah. (laughs) So, but again, the energy and enthusiasm shows because it's a topic that I'm excited about.
1: Yeah, and I know that that we've brought this up before. Like, I know a guy who who is, you know, making six figures and as a freelancer and he doesn't even have a website. Yeah. It's because he put his focus and energy on building relationships. And showing his skills in another way versus I'm going to slap up some blog blog posts and have a website where you can reach me. Like that wasn't important for him and his business. And even though everybody else was doing it, he didn't and he still found success. Well, yep. success is a relative term, but he, he was able to continue his business, right? Yep. So you don't yeah. have to and- –
0: And it's the same for a lot of industries. I know I won't drop any names, but I know a someone who is in the multi-level marketing arena Mm -hmm. um, and she is a big name in her industry and she doesn't do any of the traditional MLM marketing things to like building teams and friends and family stuff like that she was just like I don't want to do it that way and so she did it the way she wanted and she is like a big name in her industry now because she brings in so much income because again her enthusiasm shows for what she's doing and she's able to reach out to other people and you know get their attention by just her energy that she's putting into it
1: yeah that's awesome All right. So I would say that our challenge for you this week is to think about where you want to be in your business, no matter if you are a freelancer or a product provider or or no matter what industry you're in, just kind of sit down and think, is there a mental block holding you Mm -hmm. back from up-leveling? And just try it. Like honestly, yes. The worst thing that someone could say is no, I'm not going to buy your product. No, I'm not going to buy your service. And guess what? Life goes on. Yep. It really does. So yeah, it's hard to see
0: at the time, but it really does. There really are other clients. Like one, no, it's not going to break your business. Like I promise.
1: <laughs> and oh, sorry. One last thing to throw out there. The other thing is, and I'm, I like always do this. If I want something, let's say I go to Amazon for a product and I might find two different options of the same thing. Sometimes I will choose the more expensive one because I think the one that's less expensive is too cheap.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. So it's not as quality. It's not as well made. And the same thing goes for other products in freelancing, right? If you're too cheap, people will think... I'm going to get what I pay for, which is someone fumbling. I'm not going to get my – I'm not going to get the result I need. I need to pay someone with a little more experience and someone who who costs a little more because they know what they're doing. So if you have your prices too low, that's also a red flag to someone buying and that's a reason for them to say no to you. Yeah. So just like you're never going to win the race to the bottom.
0: <laughs> right.
1: There's now, always going to actually- be someone saying they're cheaper.
0: That made me think of when you first started talking about our scariest business move. The actual first thing that came to my mind was not a business move. It was actually a business product that I bought really early on in my business. It was under $100, but I spent two weeks agonizing over whether or not to buy it. Because I was like, that's a lot of money Mm -hmm. to put into this. I don't know if I'm ready. What if I fail? And then I don't ever get to use it. Like, what am I going to do? Two weeks I spent agonizing over it. And my husband was finally like, if you're going to do this, please do it. (laughs) And, And I did. And I still use that product. But... It was a way for me to say, okay, I'm going in on this. Like I'm all in on this. I'm putting the money in. I'm making this jump. I'm making this happen. And you'll find that with clients too. When it comes to your pricing, a lot of times, if you have clients that come to you and take your pricing, it's because they're at the point where they're ready to make that investment to further their business. Like That's, that's where they're coming from. Like, okay, I'm ready to do this. That's the kind of client that you're looking for.
1: Yes. You make a really good point. And that, like you said, it's a few things. First, we said already that it's been so long since mm-hmm. we've been in business. It's hard to think back like what our scariest business move was, but then also what made the most impact. And you're right. Yeah. Actually, even before raising my prices, I, I purchased a program That was, at the time, it was $500. And for us in our family situation, $500 was a lot. Yeah. And I agonized over it because it was a program that taught me how to become a freelancer. And what I found, because I did make the jump, and I'm so glad I did, because I didn't just get this, the know-how to start my business and some new skills, I also found a community and Angela yeah. and I have talked about before how important a community is and finding your biz besties. That's how I found Angela. Yeah, absolutely. All because I did make that leap. And like Angela said, putting that money forward is like going all in on yourself and your business dreams. And it was worth it. So it was very scary to, to purchase that program up front when I had no business, but it was oh, so worth it.
0: So like Jesse said, think about where you have those mental blocks, where you are running up against that wall of, I don't know if I should do this. I don't know if it's going to be worth it. And take a minute to think about, you know, what could come out of it if you take that risk, what might the downside be? And then, I mean, we really just want to encourage you to like, take that jump, make, make a change, make a choice, buy a program do a thing and see how it can impact your business because sometimes the tiniest little decisions make the biggest impact.
1: Yeah. And if you're really struggling and you just want to talk it out with someone who's been there, Angela and I are here. Yeah. Like Please reach out know. to us. We'd be happy to. Yeah. Reach out to us on, you know, email, Instagram, yep. DM us, Whatever, we're around. We are definitely here to help you because I know the power of other people who helped me in the beginning. Yep. Who had experience and could just answer my what I thought were silly questions. It just, it truly did make a huge impact. So reach out to us. Like
0: doors yeah, open. Absolutely.
1: Open invitation.
0: Yep. I finally figured out how to check our request DM. So <laughs> you shouldn't get lost in there anymore.
1: <laughs> we're such we're we are such social media pros look at us (laughs) look at us go all right until then we always enjoy chatting with you guys thank you so much for listening and we will chat with you next week
0: thank you for joining us today we're so honored this is where you chose to spend your time
1: If this episode helped you in some way, please share it with another mom who needs to hear it. We're in this together.
0: And if you're looking to spend even more time with us, visit marketingmomspodcast.com for more episodes, free goodies, and ways to connect.
1: Don't forget to check out our brand new Marketing Moms book, now available on Amazon.